Welcome back to another episode of On Tap. Here today we have a wonderful new edition of Blue Collar Happy Hour. Here today joining us, you got me, Cody, my little friend Sam over here, and our new pal, Alex Weimer. Alex, what do you do for a living? Um, I am a well driller. I own a well drilling company. Okay. And you you just bought this thing. You yeah. just started this thing. A new thing. Yeah, a new thing. Yeah, I uh, recently purchased the company back in uh, July. Huh. What? So uh, what did you do before doing well drilling? Uh, before that, I was a heavy equipment operator. So Damn. you're out You're out in the shits all day. You're, your ass is getting tired, you know. you. Oh. <laughs> what were you running? What, what, what type of machinery? Uh, there was a couple different things. I mainly was in like skid steers, like a Cat 257, 239s. Uh, there were some loaders, cat loaders, otherwise, like, excavator-wise. Um, they mainly had the main excavator operators, and they ran anywhere from a 316 to a 323 uh, cat. So were you were you doing this leading all the way up until July? Like, was there a little break between being a heavy machine operator to buying the company, or did you just jump ship right as soon as the opportunity arose? No, I, uh, I worked under the previous owner for, what, almost a year before I bought the, or purchased the business. So then I didn't just jump in like, Hey, here I am. Let's do this. You know, right. That way I actually knew what I was doing, what the day to day is. And I wasn't just sitting there like, all right, let's do this. So, but what made you want to do the jump going from heavy equipment operator? Were you union in doing heavy equipment operating? I was union for a while and then I left the union and went and worked with uh, a buddy of mine. Oh, okay. He said that they were looking for operators, and I was like, ah, you know, union's not for me. Right. It just, yeah. So I don't you, know. you you're not a big fan of it. So no. I was gonna, well, I was gonna ask what what made you want to jump from doing something that's like more of a corporate aspect of blue collar trade and just go like do your own shit. Um, you know, growing up, I mean, my grandfather owned Jones Construction. Uh, my dad, you know, built some most of the townhomes. The in town man. There. I, I love Ween's dad, just by the way. His dad's good, good an, an all-time Claire legend. Uh-huh. Legend. Claire Bear. There you go. I don't know that I've ever met your dad. No? I don't think so. You're missing out, dude. Seriously. I don't know. He's the best. So, and he owned, you know, PM Enterprise. He used to own the scrapyard and the building that Jones Construction is at now. You know, my grandfather mm. used to own that and everything. So, um, I've just always growing up when I was like, Hey, I, I want to have my own business. I want to be like my family. Yeah. So, right. And then, yeah. Funny story is, uh, I mean, I was sitting in an ice castle with blaze and sips and a couple other people and not paying any attention. Blaze and I were just talking about work cause I was still working at the time he was laid off and my grandpa called me and I was like, okay. Answered the phone. He goes, hey, I got a question for you. I was like, yeah, what's going on? He's like, so would you ever want to own a well drilling business? It's like, what is that? <laughs> He's like, water wells. I'm like, uh, sure. You're thinking, yeah, are I, you thinking like oil drilling? Yeah, yeah, at yeah. First? I was thinking oil. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I've seen videos. I, I'm good. I'm passing. Right. And I told him, I'm like, yeah, sure. I think about it, but yeah, I'd be down. Whatever, you know, go home, wake up the next morning, and also I get a phone call from my grandpa again at my apartment. I was like, 
what is going on? He goes, hey, we're going to go meet that guy about uh, that water well business. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so the next day after I just told my grandfather, yeah, I think about it. I went down and met this guy. He goes, oh, yeah. On the way down, my grandpa's like, oh, yeah, I've known this guy for years. I've worked with him a couple times, you know, yada, yada. Go, oh, okay, cool. Met the guy, had a conversation. I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And then my grandpa's like, all right, you're buying it. I'm like, all right, I'm buying it. <laughs> Damn. So your grandpa, like, hooked the whole thing up, basically. Yep. He knew the guy. So what was the reason why he was getting out of it? Uh, he was he, ready to retire yeah. or what? He was ready to retire. You know, he's uh, – so the previous owner, his dad actually started the business back in uh, 47. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was one of the first well – like – Big well drillers uh, down in Forest Lake. That's where it originated. Damn. That's crazy. So this is like a pretty well-established company. You know, the guy's been doing it forever. He, how many accounts did he have when you bought it from him? Oh, I, a, a lot of people. I mean, the the amount of contractors and the homeowners is just a big well, yeah. well-known yeah. How, how, company. Did, do you know roughly how many wells he's drilled in the time that he had the business before you? Um, well, I know in at least the past 10 years, you want to average about 60, 70 wells a year. So, damn, I mean, there's yeah. 7,000 wells <laughs> in 10 years. That's crazy. Well, and one thing about being in the small business world is word of mouth is, is huge. And if you've been in, if the company has been in business since 47, that's a lot of people that have had their wells drilled, talked about it, that the name is just pounded into their head you know like when you you need a new well you know who to call and it's just huge when when you have that many people knowing your name that's that's all we the goal is eventually to only be word of mouth having to advertise is a waste of money if you get contractors and you get people hitting you up they're just giving you money giving you work and that's kind of the beauty of it yeah i've had more people actually hit me up and call me and um i've gotten more phone calls and text messages from word of mouth like, hey, so and so said that you did this job and they thought it was good. Do you mind meeting me? I have a question. I'll be like, Yeah, sure. Stop out and talk with them. And it could be someone from the first well that I drilled once I owned the company, personally myself. And it could have been someone I drilled last week. <laughs> like it it's yeah, happened that's, before. Yeah, I yeah, I hundred percent get it. I'm in the same boat with my graphic design work. That's exactly how that works too. It'll be like I do a design for someone, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, a year later, like, hey, this person that you just did this simple little T-shirt logo for or business logo for or did a website for whatever told me, hey, I got to call you, you know? that's I mean, that's what I live off of. I mean, that's the best advertisement you could ever ask for. Oh, right yeah, there. for sure. I mean, you could go put billboards up and be like, you know, Chris Lindahl or whatever, come yeah. buy this home. Yeah. You know, you could do that. But so... Let, let me let me ask you something. I've actually recently had to purchase my first <laughs> drilled well at my house. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it, I actually didn't buy it separately. It was just included with the price of my house. But we just had one drilled, and then we had some issues. Okay. We had our water, like, dry up. Like, there wasn't enough water coming out. And so we had to have the people come back out. Yep. They drill another hole. And the water that came out was like the dirtiest water that I've ever seen in my life. It 
it like ruined my appliances in my house. I had, oh, dude, you I showed had, me uh, a picture. I had to buy horrible. a new uh, water valve for my washing machine because it messed up my washing machine and my water softener. I think it messed up. And so anyways, now I call him again and this guy's like kind of trying to talk me into keeping it. He's like, yeah, here's the thing, you know, uh, my water is not the greatest at my house either. So I'm like, dude. I'm sorry, no offense, but I don't care what your water's like. I can't have this at my house, you know? It's, it's a brand new place. I'm going to ruin everything in this place with this water. Anyways, he comes back out, drills another one, which is the well I'm on right now, with a bigger casing, six-inch casing. Oh yeah. So it'll casing. hold more water, you know? Uh-huh. That's what he says. Is this not true? No, it, it, it can, but there's a lot. Of, there's more factors to it than just, oh, here's a 6 It'll six hold inch. more casing you know holds more there's a many more factors to that oh it's all about which aquifer you're hitting what you're sitting in if it's screened there's many different things that can be like well this is why you don't have as much water or it's plugging up here because here but the biggest thing is pine county is no matter which aquifer you drill into in pine county you're going to get some of the hardest water there is you go down to like harris Forest Lake, I mean, you can drink that right off the drill rig once it's pumping. Really? Oh, yeah. It is so crystal clear. But it, here is bad. Yeah, it's very hard water up here. Just a lot of iron? A lot of iron, yeah. I mean, you got that egg smell. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Oh, yeah, dude. It's bad. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Oh, yeah. So, now this is the well I'm on right now. Six-inch casing. Yep. I had my yard seeded. We were using a sprinkler. And the thing stops working. And I'm like, what the heck? I thought maybe it was my uh, my pump and or maybe my pressure uh, tank down in my basement. Everything was working just fine. Mm. So I called the guy again. It's running, running out again. They checked it. They got to drill a fifth well. Wow. They got to drill <laughs> a fifth well. So have you ever ran into a situation like that? And what would you suggest that I do here? Oh, man. Um so they were, they were, mind you, they were all at different depths too. So I've only ran into one situation like that where it was, we didn't drill the well, but a previous company drilled the well and it was like three years ago that they drilled this well. And the water was so hard and they were getting sand through their um, system and it just was not good. So we came in, pulled the casing out and actually drilled down um an extra, what was it on that one, Uh, 75 feet further and hit a completely different aquifer, and it was some of the clearest water that you could get. That's wild. So, okay, learn us a little something here, Alex. How how, how, how can you layer and get better water the deeper you go and then worse water the deeper you go and then better water the deeper you go? How does that even work? It's all based off of the aquifer, what Mother Nature is doing now. So, like, for example, you could go out east side by the Snake and, you know, go down by uh, very end of Northern Road. Go down there in that little development. You could either hit water there on, it's usually the same aquifer, but, like, Sam, if we drilled where Sam is, we could hit water at 55 feet. We drilled where you are, we could hit water at maybe at 80. That's how much the aquifer changes. Mm -hmm. Okay? And... Does that change, obviously, with elevation, do you think? 
Um, it can. I mean, I've had some weird things where we were up on a basically a hill in this field, and we drilled down, and where water static was supposed to be, static was higher up on that hill than it was down below at a house that was 200 yards down the hill. Dang. So it, <laughs> I don't even know how to, how do you explain that? I mean, it's gravity doesn't affect water. It does. <laughs> I mean, it, it just all depends on what the static does, what mother nature, that aquifer runs, you know, I mean, as dumb as it sounds, I have to explain to people that aquifers aren't straight. I mean, they, they go with the flow. It's how the glaciers are seeded, how they melted, everything like that. So, I mean, you could go down to, and, and, it depends on where they melted is the biggest thing because North Branch, it is all sand country, all sand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a nice, best screened well, what every well driller wants, well company wants, screened well, 120 feet, 10-slot screen, dropper down. I, I mean, you got great water. And then you come up to Pine City, you could drill down to 120 feet, like Bacagama. You go up to Bacagama, drill down 120 feet, you know, and then it's a 50-50. You hit the same aquifer, this neighbor could have great water, this neighbor maybe a little bit harder water. And I mean, and they can be pulling from the same water? Could be pulling from the same water. So what would make it different quality based on different houses? Um, It could be things like what it's running through. So if you're sitting on like a sand rock or like trap rock, stuff like that, uh, that can be kind of harder water because it's just open hole. So there's no screen, there's nothing kind of filtering out some things. And, I mean, open holes are still great wells. I mean, we have an open hole at our house, and it just they're called rock holes. Um, and then you can get screened wells, where screened wells are just basically keeping sand out of your water is all that that is. Like any gravel, you know, you drill down 90 feet, found water, all right, here we go. It's all gravel, small rock maybe a little bit of sand, you just go based off of, you know, how coarse that rock is, you know, how coarse that sand is, and then you pick a screen based off of that. Damn, there's so much more to it than I yeah. ever thought so, there would be. So take us take us through a day-to-day. You're starting a new job. How many employees are going to be with you? How, like, just starting a new job, first day on the job. Take me through it. So I, I'll take you back. <clears throat> I got customer calls. They ask, hey, we're looking at a new well, and we got a sand point right now, okay? So I'd go out there. I'd take a look at the sand point, be like, yeah, where is it? Most of them, most of them are down in the basement, um, you know, sand points, and then you got shallow jet wells, deep water jet wells. Those are mainly 70s, 80s, and earlier styles. So then from there, what we would do is – go through, make up a game plan, like, all right, this well needs to be sealed. So any well inside the house needs to be sealed. So um, we get to the job, we get the job, we send in a permit. Uh, we got to wait till the permit is accepted through the um, state, basically the, the health department for the state, and then we can go out there and start drilling. So and then when you come out to the job, you got to look at little things like where does the homeowner exactly want the well? Um, you got to get... Um, go for one out there, mark utilities, any sewer, stuff like that. And then from there, you have to be, if it's a old house, like if I came out and drilled at your parents' house, then we'd have to be 50 feet away from a sewer and 50 feet away from any drain. 
So then, um, so that you, not only do you have to like struggle with figuring out where the water is and what the water's like, <sighs> you got to go through the hoops of like, I'm sure there's a lot of EPA regulations with it because yeah. you're drilling, drilling into the ground, you're putting stuff in the ground, you can't contaminate anything. Water tests, everything. Yeah, once you're said and done, you have to keep taking water tests. Um, you have to chlorinate the well, let it sit overnight, kill any bacteria down there, pump it up, take your sample, send it in. If it fails, then you rechlorinate it, let it maybe sit for another day into day or two, pump out the chlorine, test it again. If it keeps failing, then you have to re-drill the well. Damn, that's crazy. Yep. That is crazy. How many? What's the most times you've had to re-drill a well at a place like similar to my situation? Um, I would probably say <laughs> it was one in Chisago, uh, Chisago Lakes there. It was right across from the high school. And it was right like down. super difficult and it was like whatever. Uh, I, we drilled it down. We stopped at 170, 170 feet. Made a screened well there. Pumped really nice. Well, then all of a sudden we get a phone call from the contractor screaming that there's sand in the system. So we're like, okay, go out there, pull the pump out, and uh, we bring this big air compressor with, a big blue air compressor, send down some pipe. Uh, we have a little makeshift deal where uh, elbow up top sends it out a certain way. We send air down there. And, I mean, we pumped maybe oh, four 55-gallon drums of sand out of that well. So we Damn. pulled the pipe, redrilled. Went down, uh, I think we went 220, tried it there. Same thing. Damn. So then we come back, and that was just one week of pulling the first one, redrilling, pulling the second one. Yeah. Came back the next week, redrilled, went down, and then that's when we hit problems. Because then we hit a rock, then our bit broke. And, I, I mean, we just came into a couple different things there. So then that That's was wild. Were you drilling days. at my house or what? <laughs> <laughs> and then we stopped there at, I think it was 260, 265. And it was just this clear water. You put it in a water bottle and you could see right through it. It was perfect water. So, I mean, that was probably the, my craziest one that I've had to redrill basically three times. So with wells, it sounds like you put the work in and it, Next thing you know, you found the best water you've ever seen in your life. You never know when you're going to find that jackpot. I mean, you kind of have an idea of where to stop for that water because there's a database on every single well. So once you're done drilling a well, um, you get your water tests back. You have to fill out what's called a log book. Um, you write down which aquifer you drilled into. Um, how, how do you know which aquifer aquifer you're in? Um, there's a database on many different aquifers on what's running where and going this way and that way. So it isn't like you just drive up to Joe Schmo's house, drill down. Oh, found water. Yeah. Don't know what aquifer. See, my, my dumb brain was thinking that it's that simple. You know, not that simple, (laughs) but like, oh, we're just going to drill down. We're going to find water. Like, I mean, there's just, I'm just so amazed how much there is to this. I, Obviously, I didn't look at it as some some dummy job. You know, anyone can do it. But 
wow, I'm just I'm just impressed. There's so much to this. This the thing that blows me away is like it's it's its own kind of trade. Like there's really nothing <clears throat> there's nothing that really incorporates that also. Like with any like main contracting company, you know, any construction company, you're going to have, you know, framers that sometimes are doing the concrete too or whatever, you know. You just don't see a developer that's like framing and drilling wells. Oh no. It's just like its own thing. Whole different breed. Whole it's different it's why well, there is a reason why the well drillers got kicked out of the union. Why? Why is that? So there was a big union party back in the you know late '80s, early '90s, and it, it, it's a big like convention. You know, all the union people go there, yada yada. And the well drillers got so rowdy and broke so much shit, they got so pissed drunk that they got kicked out of the union. <laughs> really? Yep. That's the reason why there's no well drillers in any union. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's not the full story, but you go talk to any. Old time well driller, they're like, oh man, we got so piss hammered that the union was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> My this money would like, have been on the concrete guys. Dude, this oh. is wild because, you know, like you hear about ancient times where like they're telling folklore about their ancestors and how they came to be and whatever. And like this is this is the the villain origin story for well drillers. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ruined it for everyone by getting pissed drunk yep. at a party. Boys night out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So what are what are some of the gripes of the industry? What's like what do you not like about the well drilling oh, industry? Man, you can get fucking dirty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like just in general, like oh just cleanliness. Cleanliness. Like there's times where you show up to a job and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna sling rods today. So, you, um, brother, I wake up every day thinking that. Well, uh, <laughs> Sometimes that tent is a little too high. But <laughs> so, there's twenty foot rods or tooling, as we call it, but uh, drill rods that um, spin, and that's how you drill down find water. There's a big either a tricone bit, you know, it's got carbide ends, um, steel ends, you can have tungsten ends, you know, stuff like that. So. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to throw rods today, help out one of my workers. I don't have anything planned. I got so dirty. I was wearing a high-vis shirt and a high-vis hat. And when I got home that night, I was brown. <laughs> like, brown. You, your like, whole body was like, covered in dirt. Like, you would have guessed I was wearing a brown shirt. <laughs> there, You would have not guessed. Like, you would have put all your money on the table. Oh, yeah, he's wearing a brown shirt today. <laughs> I mean, it was like brand new high vis shirt, and I'm like, oh man. So you think that's your biggest gripe that the cleanliness is not there? You you that, don't don't do this if you want to have perfectly groomed nails. Oh yeah, if you don't want to work, <laughs> like if you want nice lotion, hand soft yeah. hand, I wouldn't do it. Do, you would know? you say that you do not have to do a skincare routine because you're so exfoliated from oh. all the dirt on your skin? <laughs> oh, for sure. Because I'm looking at you right here in these lighting. Oh yeah, you, you look baby smooth right now, my man. Thanks. That's just, you know, genetics, but thanks. <laughs> hey, well, shout out Amanda. I was going to say, dude, also, aside, aside from the trade thing, what's it like having one of the hottest moms in Pine County? Oh, man. You know how much I hear that? <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm you just sick kidding. bastard. Amanda, I would you know, never say anything like that. You know, I can't even go golfing with my mom, and then all of a sudden, here comes Big Sammy driving down. Yeah. Mrs. Weaver. <laughs> hey, uh, Alex, you want to golf together? 
Oh. <laughs> and then it doesn't help, you know, hey, you know, let's go support uh, Tyler and you guys, and let's go to the uh, golf tournament. And then it proceeds to Tyler taking my phone, hey, baby, calling my mom. <laughs> So I'm sitting there trying to swing as Tyler's sitting there. Oh, oh you're, you're my so, god! Oh, I miss you so much. Oh my god! Didn't you? Uh, you were at our golf tournament. Yep. Didn't you lose your keys or something for your car yeah, at the golf tournament? Yeah. <laughs> it was a rough one, oh, man. That's so yep. funny. What did you think of the golf tournament? Oh, I loved it. Is, what do you got to say to people that are listening? How can you explain the golf tournament from a participation standpoint? Oh man, I mean. There's two different sides to it. You could be a tryhard like Justin Gamick and be like, ah, I, I'm going to win this. This then, is the guy that won. Yeah. yeah. And then Which you, is on Sam's team. And then you could have a whole Cheater. different team like mine where we're sitting on hole seven and we're like, fuck this. Let's shotgun a beer and just keep driving. <laughs> yeah, just keep driving. What do you think <laughs> we drive got? around the golf course. What do you think we got? Uh, fuck it. Triple bogey. Sounds good. <laughs> Pass me a beer. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, I mean, so you were a part of one of the teams that got like an outrageous score. No, it wasn't like outrageous, but it wasn't like, oh man, these guys tried. It was not that. <laughs> you there guys weren't bragging at the clubhouse. You went, yeah. check this out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was more so, man, we got a sick video of us two shotgun and want to see. <laughs> what did you think of the uh, the entertainment at the end of the oh, tournament? I love. We it. had a oh, <laughs> we had a name that we won't ever say on this Steve- podcast. Sam, I won't say it. Calm down, it. calm down. No free. No Cody free gets ads. Cody gets on edge <laughs> whenever he's proud of. We had a unicycling clown that did balloon animals for entertainment <laughs> while singing, and it was electric. Oh, it was electric. Very same, erotic. <laughs> very oh, erotic. Yeah. Same clown that was at my bachelor party. Actually, did you ever hear the oh, story yeah. about that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I heard about that. Tyler got this guy at the bachelor party, and it was supposed to be Tyler's birthday present that I got it back to him. So he just, I just called him to show up. No one knew that he was coming except for me. And did me. You know? And you uh, didn't know? Okay. Dude, so I forgot, though. Like, I was, I knew he was coming forever. And then the tournament was happening. We got all fucked up. And <laughs> I'm eating like a broad or something at the clubhouse. And all of a sudden, I, hello, Tyler. <laughs> He comes riding in. I'm like, oh, God, this is happening. No way. God, that. I think there was a couple people that weren't that big of fans of it. My grandpa, he was like. <laughs> Shout out Cody's grandpa. <laughs> my grandpa was like, my only suggestion is uh, next year you just um do that after the awards and everything so that if people don't want to watch it, they can just leave. What's the fun in that? If if you're here, you're in for the long haul. Exactly, exactly. We had multiple teams almost kicked off the course. So I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but if you want to sign up, we're doing another one next year. It's going to be just as fun, if not more fun. Didn't someone drive through one of the one of the (laughs) the tea box? Yeah. Shout out Bean Boy. Was okay. That was freaking little Bean Boy. I remember hearing someone like, "Man, they jumped the tea box." I'm like. It was, yeah. it was the like, first really? hole. Yeah, he was he was told he was going to get kicked off if he did oh, anything man. else on the first hole. So, yeah, we, here's the thing. We want to get rowdy. We want to have a lot of fun. But we just about gave the manager of the golf course a friggin' heart attack. Oh. <laughs> he was so stressed out that day. I mean, I got to say from, you know, hanging out with everyone and watching everyone golf, talking to people, no one was like... 
let's destroy shit. You know? Right, right. It, it, no one was rude. It was a fun. It was, it was just pure enjoyment, pure fun. Yeah. Yeah, one person got yelled at maybe. There's another person that was like, hey, stay out of the tall grass. But otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I may have been on that uh, cart. But um, otherwise, it was it was just pure enjoyment. Well, that's awesome. one thing I wanted people to understand is like, you do not need to be good at golf. You don't even have to worry as much about the golf as just having fun. Just one rule. Don't fucking destroy things. Like, oh, yeah. as long as you don't run over the wrong areas and you don't destroy things, you're good. But we under... We we didn't expect for the people that do not golf to not know any of the rules. Like, it is crazy for someone like you yeah. or I or Cody that has, have been on a golf course for over a decade... <laughs> it's just so simple to us. You right. don't drive on the greens. You don't drive on the tee box. It's like normal etiquette. Yes. You, you walk a lot of people just don't have that. Putting. You don't walk through their line. Like, just naturally, I'm like, oh, that dude's putting. Come around this way. And yep. then they look at me like, we're, we're, you fucking scared of me? I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm not walking through your line. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. Sorry. You want me to walk here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, that's fun. Yeah, it was a great time. So if you want to do it next year, we're going to be doing it right around the 4th of July. I don't know exactly what weekend yet. We haven't really planned it, but it's going to be a a ton of fun. So back to, I want to get back to the well drilling. Make sure my mom stays away. Well, (laughs) hey, listen, we need a, we need a Bev cart girl. We need a Bev cart girl that can sell liquor. Mom. (laughs) I think Amanda might be the one. (laughs) Oh, Amanda, if you're watching this. Hit the DMs. We'll get you as the Bev cart. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to, back, to, back to the well drill. Like, we'll make sure right. Tyler is boycotted from okay, the good. event. We can't have him coming. Six foot radius. He's he's 69 right out of there. All right, so back to the well drilling. What do you think is, like, the, uh, the biggest gripe when it comes to dealing with employees as a business owner? Ah. Uh. Do you, well, I guess first off, do you have any employees? Yeah, I I got. Well, I guess I'd say four. Okay, yeah, I count my father as the fourth one. <laughs> so, as as a guy that's a boss that's uh, in the field yourself, is it tough ever? Do you find yourself in situations where it's like <laughs> the only reason why I'm not getting into a fight with you right now is because I'm the owner, and that would be bad. That'd be a bad look. You know, there's been times where that happens. And, you know, it's not like, oh, I, I don't like my workers or I don't like this or this or I don't respect them. It's nothing like that. I love, literally love those guys. I mean, I've had more fun working with those guys on some days than I've had ever. Like, it's just some of the comments. You're just sitting there, it's quiet, and then all of a sudden they say something that completely out of context that you should never say it, and it's just... <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, nothing like work jokes. Dude. Oh, yeah. They just hit different. Yep. But, you know, there's been some days where, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I've had an employee where I'm sitting there talking with the homeowner because, I mean, one thing that I've learned is, you know, I've had my workers talk to some homeowners for me. Like, I'm busy doing this. Hey, can you run out and talk to this homeowner? That homeowner will personally call me and be like, hey, this is what your employee said. I'd like to talk to you, though. Great. Yeah, whatever. But I've had an employee who was standing with me in this basement as I was going through a game plan with this homeowner. My employee steps in front of me, cuts me off, and goes, oh, yeah, so basically this is what you're, we're doing, blah, 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 blah. So I, I, I told him, I was like, hey, step back, please. Like, I know you know what's going on, but I need to talk to this homeowner myself. 
Well, then we start talking with the homeowner again, and then the employee just cuts me off one more time. And this is like the third straight day that he did it. I don't know <laughs> if it was just he was excited because I told him some news that I was hoping to do, and he was just so excited because he's part of it that he was just like trying to take authority. I mean, I lit him up in this poor homeowner's basement with the homeowner there and had him leave, and I apologized to the homeowner. I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm like, I don't ever do that, yada, yada. The homeowner looks Damn. at me and laughs. He goes, ah, fuck it. I work concrete for 40 years. <laughs> he knows, I'm like, dude. I'm like, still, I am deeply sorry. I'm like, you know, no owner, contractor, anything should ever do that in front of the homeowner. And he's like, no, nah, no biggie, man, no biggie. But, you know, there are some things like uh, my biggest pet peeve, my biggest pet peeve is if I'm going down into a trench to hook up a water line that – Whoever is with me that day, they've done enough jobs to where they know what has to be in that bucket when they hand it down to me. And also, I'm going through, going through, doing all my stuff. And I'm, then I'm sitting there and I'm yelling for one of the workers. Or, you know, even my father's notorious for it. And I'm like, you've done how many of these and you didn't give me this? I'm like, come on. Biggest pet peeve. Or they don't check to see if we have any. Because, I mean, there's times in the morning where I'm answering this phone call. I'm on you know, filling this out and filling this well log out, talking to this person. I'd be like, hey, you have the truck loaded? Yep, everything's ready to go. We hop in, we go. And then all of a sudden we don't have half the stuff. And then I'm like, I thought you said it was loaded. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. But that's my biggest pet peeve. Two of my biggest pet peeves is that they don't, sometimes they're in such a rush because I'm in a rush that they just overlook a lot of things. And then that they've done enough to where they shouldn't forget. I mean, we're all human. I forget things. You forget things. Whatever. No big deal. But it's a consistent basis that this happens on sometimes. So I guess those would be my biggest pet peeves of have you, of having employees. Oh, 100%. You know, I don't have any kids myself, but I feel like I am raising three kids because <laughs> I have to pick up after them sometimes. I'm like, have to hold their hand. Yeah. Like, Over yep. here, guys. Have you had to fire anyone? No, I have not. Have you had anyone quit on you? I have not. Damn. So you, you're you just rocking with the same crew, day A1, day ones. You know, I try to make it fun. You know, I, I don't want to be like, I've worked with, you know, an owner where I've walked in that door and, you know, he's just chewing me a new ass because I graded a yard wrong, you know, you know. I mean, it's completely right, but it's not how he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so I, I mean, I, I'm go with the flow. I mean, you know, like I, I talked to my well driller. I have a game plan. This is where I want to go. But if he comes to me and says, hey, honestly, I think we should do this, I'm not going to instantly be like, well, that's dumb. I'm going to be like, all right, tell me why. Be like, okay, yeah, sounds good. Right. Let's go with your plan. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I don't see a reason why you should – ever be like no the employee's wrong because man do they have some good ideas sometimes yeah so basically what you're saying is you have your ego in check because for a lot of these people it's their ego that's stopping them like oh you don't know better than i do but you're able to be like oh damn that's a great idea let's go through with that yeah i i mean i don't always have the right plan you know i could come up with a plan i've sat for a day and a half i've thought about this because we have to get this rig around this corner, down here, over here, start drilling there. And then all of a sudden, the worker come, one of my workers and my employees comes up and be like, hey, why don't we just ask the neighbor if we can use his trail? 
Yeah, sounds good. Right. You go talk to the neighbor since you're there and see. Then nine times out of ten, they're like, oh, yeah, as long as you don't make any huge ruts, go right ahead. I, I mean, little things like that that I overlook that they'll see. Yeah, because you have so oh. many things going on in your head. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I guess I'm kind of curious, what what does a well crew responsibilities look like? For like, for like example, with the masonry crew, let's say there's there's two laborers, there's one bricklayer. One laborer knows he's making all the mud and getting it to the bricklayer. The other one's getting the bricks to him, whatever. You know, you, yep. you always have the responsibilities in the different positions. How? What's the makeup of a well drilling company? So you basically, realistically, the way I have it set up is there's two crews. There's the drilling crew, and then there's the hookup crew. So I run all the hookups. I do all the uh, finishing touches, hook up the water lines, put the pumps in the ground, take the water tests, fill out the well logs. Like I do the ending of everything, meet with the homeowner or contractor and be like, boom, boom, yep, we're done. This is what we did. This is why we did it. You know, I, I do that aspect because personally me, nothing against any of my employees, but like, let's say I hooked up a, a pressure tank or, or not even me. Someone hooked up a pressure tank for me in my business. And then all of a sudden it's spraying water everywhere in that house, new drywall. What, what What's the point of me yelling at them? Because then that could be taken as, well, my, that my, my boss doesn't really care about me. I, I made one mistake and I'm getting right. chewed out. I'd want to be the one there to do it. Cause then that way, if something goes wrong, it's my responsibility. Right. You know, come at me. You know, I know my workers are good. I mean, we all make mistakes, but I want to be that guy. If something goes wrong, I'm the one taking it, not them. Right. No, that makes total sense. So, so now in the industry, we always ask this, like, what what's the pay look like in the well drilling industry? What what do you start at? Like, if you're hired someone right now, what do they get to start at? Um, it's, I mean, it all depends on which side of the the crew you're going to be on. Like if you kind give of, us, give us a range and starting positions. So let's just say uh, you're going to go work on the drill rig with the main driller. I mean, I'll start you off at probably about 22, you know, cause I want to see how you work. Can you grab the rods? Like I want to give you a full week of throwing those rods around because by the end of your third day, you are going to be so sore and tired and don't want to come to work because I mean, those rods are so heavy. You can't lift them up. Like, naturally. No matter how strong you are, you can't just lift the end of that rod up. They're so heavy. Yet we have uh, uh, ropes. Well, I mean, I guess it's cable that winches it up to the top. And then you send it down the hole. Then you, uh, you spin it on by hand. And then you take a chain wrench, tighten it. And then you have a big um, 36 to 48-inch um, pipe wrench that you tighten the rod on with. Damn. And then you throw it off, drop it down. Then you have a big plate, and you snap it in, lock it in, grab the next rod. Like, it's a whole Jesus. big process. So I just want to see how you react to that. If you kind of show up, and then you're kind of like, wah, 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 about it, I mean, not not saying, like, they're not a hard worker or anything like that, because I've had my days where I've thrown, oh, I've, I've thrown 400 feet of rod. Well, actually, it would be 800 feet. We drilled down. Almost 400 feet, pulled out 400 feet, so there's 800 feet of rod that you messed with in one day. Damn. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so I I guess I'd say that. And then if you're more on the installation side, like you're digging in the water lines, you're hooking up the pressure tanks, you're putting the pumps in, I'd probably start you at at like 20 um, just to kind of get in the groove. Yeah. Because 
And, and so that's looking more at a range technical about thing. twenty to twenty two fifty somewhere yep. in there is kind of like the starting pay for for like the the rig hand or you know the, the second hand for installations. But you know, well, uh, the actual driller that can range anywhere from you know thirty to sixty <coughs> bucks an hour. Damn, sixty bucks an hour to actually be drilling. Yep, and you don't have to own your own company. Mm-mm. That's pretty crazy. That's like, I mean, sixty bucks an hour. As a that's not, not an owner of a company, that's great money. You go out to California and they're putting those big, you know, 18, 20, the massive wells in the ground. I mean, those drillers have do one thing and one thing only. They sit on that side of the rig and they pull those levers. They check their um, PSI on everything. They don't do anything else. Not a single thing. Damn. They are there to run that machine. Then that's where you have, they're called riggers. You have your... Uh, second hand man, your rigger. Hey, uh, hey, whoa, hey, hey, um, keep you in check. But he's throwing the rods, he's hooking everything up, and then you normally have a third man that's sending the rods up because out there the casing is so big that they have a machine. Why do they have such big wells out there? Well, I, I mean, keep in mind, well, like Pine City here, how, how do you think the water gets in the wa- water tower? You have massive wells right in town here. Same, same with Los how, Angeles. How, how, how big think, is the well that we have here for the Pine City Water Tower? Um, I, well, what was it here? I think you, uh, right in town here, right by the water tower, are two 20-inch wells, if I remember right. Damn. That's crazy. That's Eight, insane. And it's just constantly wells. grabbing water. Yeah, it's, it's massive. And then it all depends on the size of the pump you have. You can get uh, 3-inch Four inch, six inch, eight inch, ten inch pumps. Dude, what does it cost to dig a well for a city like that? Oh, a twenty inch well. You, you just slide them over a little note and be like, "Have fun." <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it just all ranges to. I, I mean, prices for all that ranges because you can have steel casing or PVC. Let's say what I mean. Give me an estimate. Obviously, there's a lot of variables here, but what do you think the Biden city? City water oh, tower. Man. I'd have to. What sit, do you think that would cost to drill? I'd have to sit down and <clears throat> work that one out. That, really? That's not even like. Like, give us a ballpark: five hundred thousand, one point oh, two million. Oh, what? Like, I, what are we looking at? I wouldn't say anything that high. Like what? I mean, give me, oh, give me an estimate. Me I'm just spot. so curious. I'd, I'd have to do research because it all depends. You know, not all of them are straight. You know, four hundred foot. You know, let's just say, yeah. actually, let's just say that's a 16-inch casing. How okay. deep does that thing go? Uh, I think that one was 430 feet. You know, I, I mean, <coughs> they, they could go maybe only 80 feet of casing, and then the rest is open hole. There's situations like that. Like up in Duluth, you run into that a lot. You run into that a lot. There's, there'll be a well that's 410 feet deep, <coughs> but there's only 60 feet of casing. The rest of it is just straight open hole. So you just drill it through, and it's just open. Dang. So, fifty grand. <laughs> what <do> you, <laughs> man, <laughs> would you be able to drill something like that, or you'd have no, to like that's that's you would just be like, hey, I'll just get you in touch I, with someone else. Yeah, I I I know. Shout out Keys Well Drilling. I mean, if you need anything above and beyond ten inch, twelve inch, anything like that, they actually have a rig that spins the casing into the ground. So they don't actually have a drill bit. The case, they drill the casing into the ground 
and then they have air pumping underneath it to move the dirt and shoots the dirt out of the casing, middle of the casing. That's, that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I, that sounds like a wickedly expensive rig. Oh, it it you're looking at about like an eight million dollar rig right there. <laughs> oh, so being a young business owner, do you do you have problems with people being like, oh, you're just a kid, or do they treat you different because you're young? Is that ever something that yeah, comes into play? Yeah, I run into that a lot actually. So <clears throat> you see it. Oh, obviously. Most of the contractors you see nowadays, there's they're in their fifties, they're in their sixties. Like the general contractor, they're normally older folks. So I mean, I, I've had it before where I've had a contractor straight up tell me, "You don't know what you're doing. You're only 22." Like, yes, sir, I am only 22, but I tell you right now, I know what I'm doing. If you have any questions, call the previous owner. Like, n- n- no disrespect. And even the previous owner were telling me straight up, yeah, this, this kid's legit. Like, he knows he worked under me. He knows what he's doing. And then I've had it other times where <laughs> I got this new contractor, went out, met the guy, gave him just this, my best performance ever. Went through, I had everything ready, gave it to him, lined out. He's like, man, you know what you're doing, yada, yada. About a month later, I mean, we finally start talking, and we are just at the job site, and it was just, something dumb just comes up like songs. I think we were talking about music, you know, favorite uh, genre. And then I start going on. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I like the Green Day, you know, all this, yada, yada. He goes, how old are you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 22. He goes, oh, I thought you were a lot older. I thought you were like 30. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> sorry. So he's and, like, what the hell? I don't he even. He was just taken so far off. And, like, he stuck on it for, like, a day. He even talked to the previous owner. He goes, is this kid really 22? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I mean, he's like, he doesn't seem like he's twenty two. He knows what he's doing, but when he when he <laughs> talks, well, when he talks about some other things, he's like, oh, it shows. He is young, because he'll say some phrases, and I'm just sitting there like, what? <laughs> cool. Like, what are you oh, talking oh, about? I've ran, ran into that <laughs> yeah. so many. Oh, times. I've ran into that here with Sam. <laughs> Sam starts saying some shit. I'm like, I have, yeah, I get oh, this no man's clue keys. who that is. <laughs> I have no get clue this where you're man his about. keys. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's crazy. One foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting up there. This is unbelievable. Well, Alex, dude, I think that's a that's a great spot to end it. I appreciate you yeah, no learning us some knowledge on the well drilling. Dude, I, what I love about this one is I had absolutely no prior knowledge. Everything that he told us today was completely <laughs> new to me, like, Thank you, dude. I, I learned oh, something new. I, mean, I appreciate that. If you want to learn more, there's so much more that I didn't even cover. Yeah, exactly. So we, much more. We should probably we should probably do another episode. Honestly, oh, that's fun. Rip it up, Alex, uh, Alex. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me online just at SampsonWellCompany.com. Um, or you know, my phone number is three two zero six two nine seventy five hundred. Seventy five, dude. That's the easiest freaking phone number. Great number. number. Unreal. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here. If you need your well drilled in the we go out to California if someone listens in California? Well, I mean, that just all depends. If the money's right. I, I'm not contracted <laughs> to work out there. I okay. only have North Dakota and Wisconsin and Minnesota. So Got it. Hey, Got it. You heard it. Anybody in North Dakota, hit me up. Hit Give them up. a ring. I'll come out there. <laughs> I think yeah. we got some North Dakota fans. We do. Got a couple. A couple two-tree. Well, Alex, thanks for coming on. We yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me.